only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit well, praise the Lord, saying, this is your apostle Keith Brooks. We bless you in the name of our Lord, Savior, Jesus the Christ. Hey, beloved, there is a word from God. The gospel according to John chapter 2. Oh, thank God for all of you all. I've been missing in action, but I know you all have been carrying it on, the kingdom work. Hey, beloved, we thank God for all of you, pastors and bishops and elders and novices. Hey, listen, this is what it takes to build the kingdom of God. If the apostle is not there, bishops... I hope you're listening. Step up. If I'm not on that line, man of God, woman of God, bishops, whoever you are, step up. Preachers, step up. Ministers, step up. And I thank God that you all have been doing that. I bless you for that in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, let's go to the gospel according to John chapter 2. While you're going there, I'm going to the throne of grace. We thank God for prayer. Father, in the precious and holy and righteous name of the Jesus Christ. As again, we come to thank you for another day and another opportunity to share your goodness, your mercy, and just to fellowship one with another. Uh, God, I'm asking you to fill my mouth with blood. Speak to your people's heart. God, revive us where we've been falling short. Uh, God, cause the glory of God to fall upon thy people again, O oh God, all over the world, in every place and of this world. Now, God, I ask you to cover them in your blood, touch their hearts and their mind, break shackles in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. God, we forever give you thanks, praise, honor, and glory in the matchless name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And all of God's people hearts shouted, amen, amen. Hey, beloved, let's start in John chapter 2, verse number 1. And the third day there was a wedding in Cain of Galilee. And the mother of Jesus was there. Both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus said unto him, They have no wine. Jesus said unto her, Woman, listen to this very carefully. It becomes the Greek word, Anas, which means uh, my mother, woman, or lady. Listen what it says. Woman, what have I to do with thee? Question. My hour is not yet come. I want to talk to you briefly from the thought I've lost a taste of wine. Have you lost a taste of wine? Have you lost a taste? I don't want you to get real holy right now. We'll get you there. We'll get you back. But I want you to go back in your mindset for a minute because the Bible said the first man, Adam, was of the earth. The second Adam was a quickening spirit. In other words, we were born first to taste the world and its earth. And all of us who was not drinkers, if some was, used to drink wine or some type of alcohol. At that time, it's called, even today, they use the word spirit. 
years ago when we were doing those things, it motivated us because we were carnal and in sin. So it didn't take much to cause one to go that way. All you had to do is show it and point it, and we would go. But beloved, every Friday afternoon, many of us would rush off of work, get dressed, and go out to party, set up a table, and have drinks there. Many of you all can recur and, and think of that and have flashbacks every now and then what you used to do. But now you're saved and you're full of the Spirit of God. Here the Bible illustrates wine as something that is spiritual. I'm taking figurative to you and I. In other words, I'm saying to you, here it would have been a figure of things, something that literally was going to take place because there was a wedding. And they had run out of wine because the disciples are pupils. Now, understand the word disciples because disciples mean ones that have to be taught by Jesus before they were called apostles and evangelists and pastors. They have to be taught. These was unlearned men as disciples, so they had no discipline at the wedding. And probably with the rest of the guests, they have drank all of the wine up. Mary comes to Jesus and said, son, they have no more wine. Jesus replied, woman, what thou have me to do? Now listen, beloved, because wine is going to be used here as the spirit of God for you and I this morning because many of us have lost the taste of it. The only thing that would drive in you in the past was something that you taste. It's one of our senses. Our taste book spiritually has become dead. Many of us are not seeking to drink anymore the wine that God has given to us. The wine that Joel spoke about in the last days, he'll pour out of his spirit upon all flesh. Sons and daughters shall prophesy, old men dream, dream, young men see vision. Many of us have lost the taste of that. Why is that, preacher? Has the church closed this bar up? Are we not serving spiritual drinks anymore? Or have we become too numb to the alcohol taste of the divine will of God? Stop by to tell you this morning, many have lost the taste because there is no seeking God anymore. There is no craving, no desire to become drunk with the spiritual wine that Jesus is about to give to us again. I believe, beloved, that we are headed into other bliss, that God is going to move upon the church world like never before again. And I believe that God is bringing all men and women back to the throne by the altar's sake to cause them to taste the wine again. Many have lost that desire because of trials and tribulation, hurts and pain, even body ailment has called many to go back and to lose their taste and their desires. Like unto the God that we serve, beloved, here's Jesus uh, talking to his mother, getting ready to perform a miracle. 
And I believe it's going to take a miracle for some of us uh, to return back to worship and to pray and to praise and to glorify our God again. And the only way we can do that, beloved, we're going to have to taste it again. And to taste it, you must press your way forward. It's not going to be easy for some, but I believe that the Spirit of God is going to begin to pour out himself again, that you and I will have the effects of wine again in the house of God. You're going to see those that are hurting to be healed with a broken heart mended again. Oh, beloved, you're going to see blinded eyes open, deaf ears unstopped, lame, lame, crippled, and halt. We'll get up and walk because when wine returns to the house of God, we will taste it again. We will taste the effects of God and see the glory of God. Glory has not departed from the house of God yet. Don't write Ichabod on church just yet. But I believe the glory has become so dim because we've lost our taste for the wine. Many desire other tastes, other things that cause your taste books to be totally, totally lost of the taste of the wine you once taste with God. Only thing we must do is to reminisce. And guess what, beloved? When you start reminiscing, you'll start conjuring up the taste bugs again. What did God do for me years ago? What are God's doing? What is he doing? What is he doing? And the more you reminisce from that, your spirit will become hungry again to taste the wine of God. Listen to me. The attribute of God is to insert into our hearts the things of God. When we have lost that desire, you have lost your God and the hungerness for him. Yes, I know, beloved, many talks and we tell and we preach and we pray. We read the word of God. But, beloved, sometimes we're only doing it because it's a religious thing we have learned to do. You do it because you're desiring the taste of God. Then the wine will come back again. And I believe that we're on the cutting edge of what God is about to do. Beloved, listen to Apostle Well. I don't believe this world is going to last too much longer. The signs are pointing to the coming of the Lord. Prophecies filled. Nations is rising up against nations. Wars and rumors of war. Earthquake in diverse places. Famine is taking over. Listen, beloved, the prophetic word is coming to pass. Many of us are not prepared because we've lost the taste of the wine. I believe today is a day of turning for all of us to seek God again for the taste that we once walked in with him. Now listen to me, Kelvin. You're not going to have the same bottle that you once had of old. But you will have a bottle of wine again. Man prefer old wine rather than new. But the Spirit of God has lifted us higher upon the mountain. The new wine to drink now. Many are stuck on the old. Dagger to taste this new wine that Jesus is about to perform. There's a wedding going on in our life. The master himself is there. He's creating new wine for you. 
All you have to do is ask. And I believe the taste of wine will come again. The spirit of God, the things of God, the heart, the desires of God. Many have lost their desires to be healed because it hasn't happened. Satan's objective is to tell you it's never will. He's a liar. He's a father of it. This wine that I'm speaking of can heal you. It will deliver you. It will keep you. It will save you. It will lead you and guide you. Somebody crave again for the taste. Crave for it again. And closing, beloved, listen to me. When a person is an addict or they're addicted to something, they're looking for the taste the feeling, the response from it. Have you ever been addicted to something? I think it's time to draw addiction to Jesus. Taste this wine one more time. My love, listen. What you're crying for, you already got it. What you're looking for is writing the present. To make it tangible, preacher, it's in the wine. It will become tangible. Now, faith is the substance of things hopeful. The evidence of things not seen. No one can bring it. But you must have a taste for it again. I want you to have a craving for it. Come addicted to it that you can't put it away. This is your Apostle Keith Brooks. I didn't preach like I normally preach. I want you to get this. I want to drill it and press it in your spirit. You get your taste back again. Your desire, your work, your prayer life, your fasting, your Bible study, your Bible study, your Bible reading, your prayer time. Get it back again. The world is fading. May the seeking vanity. What did profit a man if he gained the whole world and lose his soul? God wants you to crave him. Seek for him. Those that seek him will find him. Hey, beloved, till next week, I want you to tell a neighbor friend, get up and throw this prayer line. God has something to say to all of us. Time is going short, beloved. Don't take one minute, one second, one hour, one day, one week, one month, one year for granted. He's on his way back. Looking for you and I, the church, without a spot or wrinkle, or any such image. He's coming back for you, the church. Will you be drunk? Standing, still staring, waiting. Pray one for another. Pray today that the church give it its crave and desire to taste Jesus. Once said before, somebody passed me the wine. Let's praise him. Talk with you next week. This is your Apostle Keith Brooks. I love you. God bless you. Pray for your leaders. Pray for each other. Talk with you next week. God bless you. God bless you.
What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.